You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. If you guys are listening to us on the go, don't forget, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and your dad's iPod. Now, if you guys are new to the show, I'm Paul. I'm one of your hosts. With me in the studio today is Ronnie. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing swell, kind sir. How are you? I'm doing all right. And uh, we also got Rob. Rob, how are you tonight? I'm all warmed up and ready to go. Yep. You were stretching for the last couple of minutes. And yep. you know, before any physical activity, boys and girls, always make sure you stretch and don't eat anything 30 minutes prior. But anyway, speaking but I'm of- hungry. You're always hungry. Speaking of True. physical activity, we're going to jump right in. So in uh, in conjunction with our Sam Raimi Con- themed month- Junction, junction. What is, what is your function, function is the actual- We should do a <laughs> new, new podcast starting where we talk about Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> Producer Melanie would actually be all about oh, it, which yeah. is the yeah. weirdest thing. She loves Schoolhouse That's Rock. Funny. But uh, since we are, we're kind of doing our countdown <laughs> to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We have, uh, we're talking a little bit more Sam Raimi. We we had a little bit of a different episode last week where we talked about Evil, uh, the Evil Dead Two, and uh, Drag Me to Hell, which was a lot of fun. So in that vein, we're now tonight talking about Dark Man. Now, Dark Man, another Sam Raimi film, another cult classic, and one that you know. It's kind Liam, of superhero-ish, too. It's superhero-ish. It's got a lot of different... It reminds me of a lot of different movies, so I'm excited to talk about yeah. it just oh, because... Oh, you think so. Good. So it's weird because you're you're jumping into a group where everybody's got a little bit of a different perspective. So Rob was the architect behind Sam Raimi Month, mm-hmm. so this was like one of his ideas. And then Ronnie just watched it for, I think, the first time? Yes, wow. I did. Wow. And then yeah. I've seen it... I saw it years ago, yeah. years and years ago. So it's going to be an interesting... Um, Look, an introspective of different perspectives right. that are going to be coming together for this episode. But obviously, before we do that, we have our news, and I hope a lot of it involves Ezra Miller getting arrested That's again. That's actually the first thing on my list. Oh, God, I'm So, good. yes, Ezra Miller has been arrested for a second time, at least, this Hi, time, and he's again in, in Hawaii. He had a second-degree assault, and this was less than four weeks after his last disorderly conduct. He was arrested this a uh, couple days ago after an incident at a private residence residence where patrol officers responded to a report of an assault that occurred at a get-together in the Leilani Estate subdivision. And uh, according to the police, he became irate after being asked to leave, and he threw a chair and he hit a 26-year-old woman on the forehead with her, uh, resulting in a half-inch cut. And uh, this was at uh, one in the morning, too, and nothing good happens after one or something like that. I, I forget what. You the know what happens? Is. That's good after one o'clock. I'm still sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this does not bode well for the Flash for the DC universe because now he's the Flash is such a goody like well-intentioned person, and to have such a bad boy portraying him almost kind of goes against the nature of that now. So I'm wondering how this is going to play out if they're. I, I think it might be too late to recast at this point. It's too late to mm-hmm. recast. The movie's done. It's in post. They're not going to be able to get Michael Keaton to like come back and do it. Like they they can't reshoot an entire movie, 
especially with the main character. With with a side character, they've done it. Like yeah. what, what was that movie with? Uh, I think they cut out Kevin Spacey. Completely, yeah, and they replaced him with Christopher Plummer. Which mm-hmm. yeah. because he's a side character, you yeah. could do that. Like Baby Driver is another example. You could have cut out Kevin Spacey from that movie and yeah. reshot it. Well, there's oddly enough, there's another movie that was just in production called Being Mortal, and there's complaints against Bill Murray, and now there's talk about them reshooting all around him, and he was one of the major characters. In there's it, another movie uh, with Christopher Plummer. No, well, um, he's he's dead. No, so not Christopher, Christopher Plummer. Plummer. <laughs> uh, Frank Langella. Excuse me. I, oh yes, yeah, uh, he, again, Frank Langella. Same thing where they're making complaints about him. Well, Jeff yeah, Garland season. on the Goldbergs, they cut him out now, and he they just renewed it, and he's not in the renewal for that season. Yeah, so I think they, they're they're things. using. They're still using his like voice and stuff yes, like that. And some past from, like, footage, pre- yeah, yeah. To, to still have him like quote unquote in the show. To be yeah. like, uh, you guys ever watch Muppet Babies? Yeah, to be like nanny where you don't see the actual <laughs> person, you just see your feet. Yeah, I was thinking that you ever see the uh, episode? What they could do with the Flash? You ever see the episode of The Simpsons with Poochie? No, where at the end, Poochie is like a third character to the Itchy and Scratchy yep. show. Oh yeah, and uh, no. they, he's not very popular. And so what they do is like. They, they, Homer creates, he's the voice of Poochie and he creates this big send off speech, but they end up just like stopping the film and then raising the Poochie up into the sky and it just says Poochie has gone back to his home planet. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> or they can do what the Brady Bunch movie did to Cousin Oliver and Tiger. So for those of you guys who don't know, weird tangent, you can also <laughs> listen to Cinematic Adventures. We talked about this in our Brady Bunch episode, but there's a running joke in both the Brady Bunch and Happy Days where they have characters that just disappear. In Happy Days, it was who's the main character? Not Fonz? not, not Fonzie. Uh, Richie Cunningham. Richie Richie Cunningham's yeah. brother disappears after the first season. Oh, okay. Never mentioned again. And in the Brady Bunch, it was Cousin Oliver and Tiger. They just disappear. Tiger. So in the Brady Bunch movie, they make reference to it where they're like, "Oh, hey, it's Cousin Oliver and Tiger. Don't run out into the street." And you hear a car crash. That's funny. I, I like the Brady Bunch movie because it is so self-aware. It yeah. is. So on Cinematic Cinematic Adventures, we did uh, TV to movie month, and Mm -hmm. we picked different adaptation styles. And we did like the Flintstones movie, which is a real adaptation of the the cartoon. It's our highest. That's our highest downloaded episode on Cinematic Adventures. (laughs) I don't know if what that says about you or about America. America. I I I love the Flintstones movie. And then we did. (laughs) It is a guilty pleasure. The more self aware with the Brady Bunch. So we did different styles, and then we did like uh, I think Dukes of Hazard, which was a complete Mm, opposite of the show. Yeah. So that yeah. Check out Cinematic Adventures. We had a lot of fun. Well, yeah. Back to the Flash. I, I to, to be honest with you, I, I feel like what they're gonna do is they're gonna secretly cast the next Flash. They're gonna do some sort of like shooting, and they're gonna just change the ending to the movie. Oh, this yeah. way, you keep everything that you already had, but you do some sort of ending where something happens where we get introduced to a new Flash. If you cannot anoint. You must Flashpoint. Well yes. done. Oh, we're gonna talk about the episode, but uh, there is a big push. Um, in the general community to have Grant Gustin just take over as the main continuity Flash. So no, no, they no. can't. They can't do it. There's too much baggage with the Flash he, TV show. He, if he should have been the Flash before Ezra Miller got the shot, that's the only yeah. way I'd be okay with Grant Gustin. He had his moment. I think yeah. he said that last. Yeah, episode. It's too late. Yeah. yeah, just like how there's a big push for Matt Ryan to get cast in this new Constantine show they oh, want to do yeah. on HBO Max. But again, there's a lot of baggage. Yeah, again, it's not like we don't like those guys as the character. It's just uh, too much right now. Again, we just want Keanu Reeves back in there. All right, on our next (laughs) thing, I have this Spider-Man news. So recently, a man just broke a record for the most times a movie has been seen in a theater. He watched Spider-Man No Way Home 292 times. And then he broke another record 
and he went and watched Morbius. Well done. Well done. I got to credit Seth Meyers for that joke. Sorry. But yeah, he spent he spent 720 hours, which is the approximation of about 30 days. He watched. He has the Guinness World Record now for watching. Why? Because everyone's talking about him now for the next yeah. 20 minutes. But like, like my thing is, is like, I feel like if I watch something that many times. I'm not going to like it, enjoy it anymore. No. So I'll be honest. Uh, when it became available on digital, I bought it. I right. bought Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And same thing, you know, once Batman was on HBO Max. Sure. But I find myself, I'm one of those people that I'll, I watch the movie in its entirety in theaters, but now I just watch the scenes that I like. Yeah. Especially yeah, yeah, long yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I that, can, That's different to me. He, he you might. You know, watching scenes or things, but like to sit there and watch he might. Movie well you're that, assuming his eyeballs are consistently engaged with the screen he might be napping like during some parts so then, he still went to it's it's he he went to the it's the record for the most times a movie was seen in a theater not for the most times he saw every minute of the movie in the theater but if you're not watching the movie did you really see the count. movie paid for the ticket I, I know, I know. I'll, I'll go buy 300 I, oh, tickets actually, or something, I, and I, I win. found out he had one of those movie passes, and he just like didn't have to keep paying. So. You know, don't get me wrong. I love Spider-Man No Way Home, Yeah, but I can't watch Not it. Not 292 times. No, no. I, I could probably watch it five times at the most, maybe. No. I would do a fun movie night. Yeah. yeah. It'd be fun. You you know? Know, all of us get together and watch it. I mean, it. like, Night Before Christmas, I watch every year, but it's like I just watch it. You know, Zack Snyder's Justice League I've watched twice in its entirety. Ooh. So you have the record for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one shift. In our next bit, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness earned an official PG rating. And what's which no, we all expected. You said PG. P, oh, sorry, PG thirteen. Oh, okay. I, I have. I was like, wait, I what? have PG thirteen written down here. I don't know why I said that. I thought he was. I um, thought he was doing a bit, and I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was no, like sorry. What does PG stand for? Because it's definitely not. <laughs> it earned a PG thirteen rating, and it's not so much the rating because we all knew it was going to get that, but it's for what it got rated for, and it's for intense sequences of violence and action. Which okay, okay, yeah, fine. Yep. Some language, right? <laughs> Frightening images. Now that tracks with a horror movie by Sam Raimi. Yeah. I think you know. I mean, I, just I, look at Doctor Strange zombie, or Zombie. Doctor yeah, Strange. we saw a picture of Do- Zombie Doctor Strange, and it is creepy looking. So, yeah, and- I just hope that this movie really brings in all the what if stuff. Like, really, at this point, we're so Marvel was a little late to the multiverse stuff. Like, we we've discussed it more than once. Like, DC yeah. really tackled it, and they tackled it hard first. Right. Strange did a very good job with it. Yeah, D- like Crisis on Infinite Earths was a lot of fun, and they like DC tackled yeah. it first. We we know that, but um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how far they actually go with multiverse of madness. Yeah, and and right now they it is projected to be pulling in in its opening weekend between 190 and 210 million. It's going to kill it. Yeah, it's it's, oh, tra- yeah. it's tracking very very well. You know, like movie, especially with movie theaters being in full capacity after Spider-Man: yeah. No Way from No Way Home, which COVID was still like a big thing during No Way Home, and still we yeah. like we oh, went, yeah. we you know, yeah. packed theaters. Oh, I was in Florida, which was COVID central, so no, they didn't have COVID there. Oh, that's right, I it forgot. didn't exist. Yeah, Florida, you, you could say. be Florida. You couldn't tell; no one's wearing masks. Yeah. And then the biggest news this week is the new Thor: Love and Thunder trailer dropped. Which I, I was, which kind of just came out of nowhere, which was great. You know, yeah. I, I, a lot of us were saying, myself included, that it was going to be at the end of Doctor Strange, and they decided not to do that. So, what are our thoughts on the Thor: Love and Thunder trailer? Now, Portman swole. Sorry. <laughs> okay, you're not Ronnie. I am. Argue with me. I just did. Oh, fair. <laughs> I'll turn this podcast around right now. You stay on your sides. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I. I honestly am more excited for this than I am for Doctor Strange. Oh, cool. And maybe 
Paul's probably going to hate me. Maybe more excited for this than Spider-Man. No Way Home. Okay. That, oh, no, that, dude, all that, right. That's, to- that's totally fair. Maybe. 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 We got to uh, see a little bit more. So I know Rob hasn't said Paul yet, but I'm just... No, <laughs> go for it. Go for it. You know, I'm hosting the episode. I, I will... I can understand that. I totally can. The, mm-hmm. the trailer, the teaser was exactly what it was supposed to be. It gave mm-hmm. us just a, just a little yeah. bit. And it showed us the moments that we wanted. Yeah. Him with the Guardians of the Galaxy, him getting back into shape. <laughs> yeah. with the that was great. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously Natalie Barbin as yeah. Lady Thor yeah. with, with the reconstructed Mjolnir. Yes. And I, I'm super, I'm excited. I'm very excited. You know, Thor was great and... To put him with the Guardians of the Galaxy makes sense yes. because one of the biggest issues we had, especially in early Marvel, was, well, why didn't they just ask Iron Man for help? Right. Like yeah. all these things, it makes sense, and I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited, and it looks like I, I'm. My only fear with this one is, it looks like Thor is going to be even doofier. Thor has Possibly. gone through a yeah. very yeah. doofy progression. Yeah, and like the, the don't get me wrong, the scene where like. Peter Quill's like, you know, family is everything. Like, you and should look into yeah. the yeah. eyes of the people you love. And Thor just comes in from off camera. <laughs> and it's funny. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. very funny. And I'm glad they realized that Chris yeah. Hemsworth is better as a comedic yeah. actor. Yeah. You know, we, we Ronnie and I did an episode of Multiverse Fancast for Ghostbusters years yeah. ago. And we we mentioned that he was he was the one highlight. highlight. Yeah. The, the only highlight. The only highlight. Yeah. But I, just to piggyback, I've, I don't know can, can what it get is. Up, get off me. But... They are geniuses when it comes to the music in the Thor movies. I was wondering if that's why you connected with it so well. Yeah, that, okay. I mean, because uh, every every Thor movie, the soundtrack is just yeah. really good. Three and four, maybe. I mean, oh, yeah, Thor, I don't know about Dark World. Or even the first one. <laughs> you or don't the, think so? The Shakespearean one? Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like they're always on point yeah. with, well, with their music. Well, ever since like P, ever since uh, Taika Waititi and uh, what's his name Gunn James Gunn James Gunn are in there. You know that's their soundtrack gods. The mm-hmm. two of them. Yeah, I mean even Peacemaker. We'll always talk about. Do you want? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it it looks like fun. It, I think it's interesting. I I I wasn't. I, I will say Thor Ragnarok. Though that trailer blew me away. Mm-hmm. This one was. I, I, it didn't blow me away, but I'm still very excited. About yeah, it. this was the teaser. Yeah. this is exactly what a teaser is supposed to yes. be. We have had a lot of times where trailers have ruined the movie yeah. for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Like you know, and as much as I'll defend it, Batman vs Superman the trailer, the second trailer ruined the movie. Yeah. Like yeah. you knew what was going to happen. So well, and well, that's why I'm just avoiding multiverse of fan. Ca- uh, that's awesome. <laughs> multiverse of madness trailers like the plague. Like they put out lots of new stuff. And uh, I'm like, nope, not watching it. Don't no. want to know. A thing. I think the last thing I saw. Was in the movie yeah. theater. That yeah. was the last time I saw anything to do, other than like I said, off air. Me and you know my wife were watching TV, and like a TV spot came on yeah. for whatever. So, yeah, I, I'm excited. Any so other for news? Then that wraps up our news. That's funny because oh, uh, you got something I missed. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has officially been pushed back. Oh, I didn't know that. Both, both it and its sequel have been pushed back. I forget the exact dates, but I think a full year almost. Oof. Yeah, big pushback for uh, Spider Verse. It, it, it's us. Uh, Why Spider- Spider-Man into the Spider Verse? Right. No, it delays one. release to June 2023. Yeah, so it was supposed to come out in October 22. So about six months. Wow. Yeah, it's a shame. Across but, the Spider Verse. Across the Spider Verse. Thank yeah. you very much. Part one and part two. We're, we're gonna do our. We were supposed to do our Spider Verse episode this. Obviously, this year for it, we may still. I don't know. We'll check the schedule because there are plenty of other uh, superhero movies that we could do. Maybe in the they'll interim. put Madam Web in there. 
Adam Webb did get a new <laughs> they release did get date. A new release yeah. date yeah. So Susan Sarandon just got um, cast in there. I as, hate her. You so, what? Who hates Susan Sarandon? I will discuss that with you. Well, all oh, it, it's a, is it her her personal yeah, well, life? Well, yeah. Well, this okay. is fair. But <laughs> I I I, get, I can get it. Then. Yeah. So that pretty much wraps up our news. But uh, hey, Roddy. Hey, Paul. Do you like podcasting? No. Dang it. <laughs> yes, I, I like <laughs> I I like the podcasting. Oh you my god. No, I do. Wow. Why I mean, do you think I'm here all the time? Just to hang out. I, I provide beer. Like yeah, I thought it was for no, the it's, it's just for the podcast, not for you guys. So <laughs> if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast, maybe you uh, have been listening to us for the past couple of years, or maybe you've always been interested in doing such a thing. We want to help you because we love our fans, we love our listeners, we love you guys. I mean, because you're both of those things, I guess. So if you guys are looking to start your own podcast, if you guys go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys can get a, a whole month, a whole month, one free month of podcasting from us as a thank you to our loyal listeners. And obviously, if you want to start your own podcast, reach out to us, talk to us. We are always looking to add new shows, new content, new everything, not only to our podcast, but also our website, themisfitfaction.com, because uh, Rob's reviews are killer, but we always want more content because uh, I suck at writing. And I keep forgetting. I don't know how to write. Unless it's in crayon. Yeah. <laughs> but also, if you guys have your own personal business, whether it's an online business, you know, a plain brick and mortar business, if you guys are looking to do some advertising, podcasts are everywhere. There are literally hundreds of thousands of them. Not nearly as good as ours, obviously. But if you guys are looking to get your voice out there and get your product or your service out there, if you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfitfaction, <gasps> You guys can get a free uh, $100 of uh, free advertising from us because we love you and we love your business. And we hope you guys uh, take advantage of it and get in touch with us and let us know. But that wraps up the first part of our show. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are talking about Sam Raimi's Dark Man. But first, quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. All right, we are back, and like I mentioned in the intro, we are talking about another uh, Sam Raimi foray into the superhero genre. I like you named it on the on the podcast the Raimi verse. The Raimi verse, yes, like because that. there is also argument that Sam Raimi's movies have a little bit of interconnectivity. <laughs> sure, it's the uh, seventy three Oldsmobile Delta eighty eight. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's the one. It's like a time point, like one of those like fixed points in time. It's like the DeLorean. Yes. <laughs> But so we're talking about what year was it? I believe it was 1990. Yep. 1990s Dark Man. I remember when Dark Man was being promoted, and because I, I think it came out, I want to say in August of that year, and it was something that Raimi himself talks about how the he he didn't like the way the studio handled it except for the promotional stuff. He's like, this is great because they put out stuff that says who is Dark Man, and it was just like this shadowy figure and everything. And we were all like really hyped up for this. And, and so I I might have even seen this opening weekend in the movie theaters because we were it did open up to number one that week, but then it like dropped after that because it's it's not an, a user friendly film. Although it's oh it did wow it opened that the last week in August yeah <laughs> August twenty fourth so, yeah the end of the summer blockbuster phrase. You know, when you're going into that fall Labor Day kind of uh, 
cinematic run. It's interesting because in more recent years, September's a big. You right. got like uh, Shang Chi. No, was it Shang Chi or Black Widow? Uh, no, Shang Chi. Yeah, they they it opened up in uh, that September block, and yeah. they do well. September movies are not your they throwaway. Usually, yeah, and they didn't use to. You're yeah, right. like you, nowadays, it's even even like your January, February. Still, they'll they'll release big blockbusters. Mm-hmm. Look at the Batman. Like they released that in what was it February? Yeah, February, March, like yeah, and that used to be where you sent movies to die, like your yes, or your uh, your Oscar baits were really big around that time. Yeah. But so, Darkman also was it was a financial success at the time. It was a fourteen million dollar yeah. budget because you know movies did not have the, like in nineteen in the nineteen nineties you did not throw two hundred and fifty million dollars at a at a movie. Mm-hmm. And hope for the best. No, but uh, it it basically tripled its budget. Or yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. it did well enough. And it, it was, you know what, it did well enough that Raimi said, you know what, now I've got enough money and enough clout to go make Evil Dead Three. Right, and that's where Army of Darkness came from because <laughs> this was his. This, believe yeah. it or not, this was his first movie since Evil Dead Two. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, this was. Yeah. This was his big studio foray. And this movie, we're not going to talk about them, but it does lead into a bunch of sequels because n- nobody from no. the, from this movie well, leads into the sequel. There's Two? one. Just just Larry, uh, Larry Drake is in them, uh, oh, who man. plays Robert Durant. You got uh, Darkman 2, The oh, Return of Durant, times. and yeah. Darkman 3, Die, Die, Darkman, Die. Now, this was also the 90s. Did you also see who starred as... Because Liam Neeson wasn't in those. He was not. Did who, you see who was? Who was it? Who uh, Ar- Arnold, Arnold Vosloo, I think is his name. He was he was in from the Mummy from movies. From the Mummy movies. Yeah. <laughs> so this was the time of the anti-hero. The mm-hmm. 90s was a huge time for two things in comic books. One was the anti-hero, and two was the gigantic armored looks. You had characters like the Punisher and even Wolverine got an overhaul and yep. uh, a big one was Asriel who took over as Batman for a long mm-hmm. time, John Paul Valley, and he had that huge hulking Batman suit. It was the, the time of big shoulder pads. Anti-heroes were the popular thing. It was the we hate the system, grunge rock, Nirvana. Like this, yeah. this was the mentality of the '90s. A lot of people tend to forget it. You know, they think movies like Clueless. They think movies, you know, that Valley type, uh, Romeo yeah. Michelle's High School Reunion. Like that was <laughs> those were your summer blockbusters. But also, if you were a comic book fan, you were looking at your anti-heroes, your Punishers, your mm-hmm. Wolverines, your Venoms. This, these. Speaking of anti-heroes, one of the big movies this summer in 1990 was Total Recall. Again, yeah. another yeah. movie where the, the the hero is a, an anti-hero. Yeah, he this doesn't is, want to yeah. be the hero. He's forced into it. And anti-heroes are one of the most culturally fascinating aspects of comic book history. You have – like there are characters that we still argue. Like if you guys listen to our Netflix episode where we talked about Daredevil, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and The Punisher, like the three of us went back and forth about who was the better hero right, yeah. basically and who was a not really a hero. So Darkman's an interesting take and I feel like Darkman's a character that's really due for a revitalization. So Rob, tell us a little bit about your experiences with Darkman. Okay, so – Darkman, I have to say, Darkman is something that I haven't seen in years, and I just got to rewatch it this week. So it was a lot of fun to revisit it. It's it's a good movie. It's not a great movie, and that's okay. It has sort of this goofy sensibility to it. It's very comic booky in, in that it doesn't take itself too seriously at any given moment, but it is taking itself very seriously throughout the entire thing at the same time. Yeah, I was in high school when this came out, so I was going into my junior year. I, I just, I, 
it was exciting. This is before all the superheroes really were hitting big. In fact, this is the year after Tim Burton's Batman. So this is like, you know, it's very, and it does have some of those Batman-esque aspects to it. In fact, you know, Danny Elfman's doing the score, and the score sounds like Batman even. The history behind this is that Sam Raimi really, really, really wanted to do some sort of a superhero movie, and he wanted to use, he wanted to do it around the shadow. And he tried as hard as he could, and he couldn't get the rights for it. And so he said, all right, I'll just create my own, you know, superhero, which is sort of... And he's very Shadow-like. And in fact, it was, I think, three or four years later that Alec Baldwin's The Shadow came out. Even if you look at the characters, they look very... They do. This was also during the time, and not to cut Rob off, but this is during the time where superhero costumes were very simple. Yeah. The the most extravagant were Batman and Superman at the time. And then you have, like... Let's look at the shadow. Let's look yeah. at who's based off basically the spirit, which is the trench coat, the di- the domino mask, and you know, yeah. Darkman is not exactly like the most flamboyant looking of superheroes. He, he kind of gave me like a Rorschach vibes too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you got the the hat and the yeah. trench coat and the, like oh, the yeah. whole nine. Well, yeah, even with like the with the face, obviously he's got bandages while Rorschach doesn't, but it's yeah. like very similar too. Yeah, yeah he, he's and you you started hinting at it in the beginning of the show, sort of the the influences here. Now remember, he made this through Universal. Universal, there. Oh, Paul is nodding vigorously here. Universal owns the entire mo- monster verse there. Yes. Just so you guys know, Sean from Cinematic Adventures, who's in a dead sleep right now, just woke up because you mentioned the monster verse. Oh, really? He's oh. a big fan of that. Huge, Huge fan oh. of the monster verse. So, this, and this is very similar to like you get Doctor Frankenstein vibes with yeah. the the laboratory that he's got in that warehouse and the talking. Yeah, and yes, <laughs> even the talking too. You get Invisible Man kind of vibes with mm-hmm. the bandages and, and him like, you know, talking to Julie and saying, you know, yeah. I, I don't want you to see what I've become. You get Phantom of the Opera vibes from him when he's constantly hiding and everything. The way he moves. Yeah, the way he moves. Like, yeah. and Raimi was a big fan of that monster verse. He said, he, he, this is based on a short story that he wrote with homage towards that mm-hmm. whole monster verse. Which I think gives this movie an advantage. Unfortunately, nowadays movie comic book movies are very they're, they're held to a certain regard and almost a certain constraint with the source material right when the when they did the the mandarin twist in iron man 3 the fans revolted yeah. Yeah. like they were they they got over the fact that it was ben kingsley because it's ben kingsley they're right. like yeah we like and all the trailers are like all right he looks you know it, it's a little bit more modern it's a little and then he's trevor slattery and we're like oh yeah, yeah. So I think that this movie actually benefits from the fact that they did not have any constraints whatsoever. Yeah. They didn't have people like, you know, when Michael Keaton got cast, they didn't have they they didn't have those people writing the studio going, "You need to not do this right now." Mm-hmm. They had this advantage, you know, and you see it in movies like James Gunn's Super or even the yeah. more obscure comic book characters like Peacemaker mm-hmm. or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy where people didn't have enough of a connection to be like, "Well, that's not how it was in the comics." Yeah. But so yeah, he, he kind of had a, with a new character, he could do whatever he wanted yeah. here. So he, he actually like he ran into a lot of studio problems, too, with this. I was reading about this where they screened a cut of the movie. I think there's a cut out there somewhere that exists. It's like almost a three hour cut of <laughs> Dark Man. <laughs> Release the Rami cut. Yeah. yeah right. And uh, he, they, they cut it down and they, they showed uh, a cut to a. Uh, well, oh, well, first of all, even before that. 
See, Raimi has such a distinct visual style. He's got, you know, all of these, like, he's, he, you know, when you're watching this, I, I'm, I hope you got to see, like, a lot of similarities between this and Evil Dead. There are those those Dutch angles. There's yeah. the, the snap zooms. There's the, you know, all these similar camera tricks. The point of view shots where something's coming at yeah. a character and you, you're following like the, the point of view. Um, like the nail gun. Yes, the nail. Yeah, the bolt gun the bolt when he's gun, shooting yeah. it, which is very similar to when she, she pops her eyeball yes. out from Evil Dead and Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, we also so, have a shot in. I know Rob. So Rob's been very not watching the trailers of uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, yeah. but one of the shots that they constantly uh, refer to in that is a shot of the the camera going into Wanda's eye. Oh, really? It's, it's a great shot. It's a, it's a shot of her covered in like blood, and it's it's very interesting because say what you will, Marvel does a great job with their with their trailers, whether oh, yeah. it's putting in fake footage or just. Like we remember the trailer for Endgame, we had no clue no. what was going on. Yeah. We still don't. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah still, we, we, still, <laughs> we still don't. I look forward to the day that my wife and I have kids, or, or Ronnie and his wife have kids, and they're like, "We want to watch." The, oh yeah, the MCU. And after okay, in, no, 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 There's no, no, such a joy in that. After Infinity War, we stop it, and they go, "All right, let's watch the next one." Oh no, 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 no! You have to wait a year. You wait a year. <laughs> Here's the trailer. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. yeah, you live like yeah. we lived, young yeah, man. Right? <laughs> but so it's funny because like you watch a movie like like this, and you get a chance to kind of see what Sam Raimi can bring yeah. to that superhero genre. We loved Evil Dead too, and we loved Drag Me to Hell. But like that episode, we we talked about it. Like it was more of a yeah. like the style of Sam Raimi. Sure, this is a good example of what he can bring to the superhero genre because. We we talked to you know Ronnie loves Thor Ragnarok he loves it yes. and, and for good cause too and yeah. he loves Taika Waititi and one of my constant complaints about the MCU is even though they have different directors for the most part the movies feel the right. same Thor Ragnarok is an exa- is an example of them not feeling right. the same and I'll be the first to admit it I love yeah. Thor Ragnarok it is a great movie. Yeah. And I'm very excited to see what Sam Raimi brings. I'm hoping they give him some free reign. I did see, like, in the trailers, there's a shot of Doctor Strange asleep in bed, and they do, like, a snap zoom to him mm-hmm. when he gets up all of a sudden. So yeah. I think Raimi will be allowed to do some horror things. I Like, I got to say, you know, why else would they ask Raimi to do it if they were just going to say, no, we want to do it our way? So Tobey Maguire would so, be in it. Yeah, I was no. going to say, so they could connect <laughs> his Spider-Man movies. Now, speaking of... Wait, hold on. Go back for a second because I, I let me finish. Oh, so they did the test audiences, and the mm-hmm. test audiences actually hated it. And also because of this extreme visual style, Sam Raimi shot all this stuff, and the guy who was editing the film had a, a nervous breakdown in the middle of editing it, and he quit. And so they had to get somebody else to put it together, and they they didn't really understand Raimi's style. So they put it together, they put it in front of test audiences, and they hated it. Raimi... Then like snuck into the editing booth, bef- like for weeks at a time, and re-edited the whole film the way he wanted it to, and then he handed it to the studio execs, and they're like, "Wait, this isn't what it is." He goes, "Yeah, well, we're we're showing this to the critics in two days, so it's too late. You have to use this cut." <laughs> <laughs> Which so. brings up a whole interesting point. Like we've talked millions of times about studio interference and yeah. how it, it it affects the final product, mostly on the DC side, but also Marvel is like Joss Whedon specifically said i can't do this anymore because they who was it edgar wright who we love yeah. we love edgar wright he was like i'm not i he created all this ant-man test footage and they even used something they used it yeah. yeah and then he left he was like because they're taskmasters like i want to do my thing and do my style yeah. but I, i'm curious to see or to think about 
directors should have a certain amount of how a movie's filmed, but then it, it always lends to the should directors be in the editing room? Should directors put things together like trailers? Zack Snyder's and Zack Snyder's Justice League, he did the editing at the end and did it work out? Well, that's subjective right. in all honesty. As much as I love it, you know, I know right. it's not Ronnie enjoyed it, but he's not going to put it back on, mostly because right. he has my HBO Max. <laughs> and then Rob's never going to watch it again, nah, but not chance. but not to say that he didn't <laughs> no, appreciate I, the I, first. I respect it. So, so yeah. this movie is another interesting one. Now, I'm curious to hear from Ronnie yeah, because me too. This is Ronnie never saw this movie. I saw yeah. this movie years ago. Rob has, has a deep appreciation, deep for appreciation it. for it. Like I, I enjoyed it as a younger as a younger lad, <laughs> but Ronnie, first time seeing Dark Man. And especially because you have the the perspective that you're spoiled. Superhero movies have like oh, they're, yeah, they're the yeah. normal. For Rob, and this is not a this is not no a no not an age, age dig. <laughs> this was when superhero movies were not the oh, sure, sure thing, not the fair bet. No. Like well, even when Raimi was making Spider Man, nobody like I I, I heard this uh, that when Raimi was doing Spider Man, he wanted to do footage of Peter getting bit, and there's that synapses kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. And this, he's like, I need. He's told the studio, he's like, I need money for this, and they're like, Yeah, we we don't have any more money. You got to do something else. And like, think about that. That is a, a studio saying we don't have enough money for your Spider-Man movie because that's how uncertain they were of yeah. something like that. So he actually stole footage from this film and stuck it in there. Oh yeah, and so Spider-Man is like, and say we'll talk. We've talked yeah. about the the original Raimi trilogy before, mm-hmm. and Spider-Man like. It is the one for a lot of people. A lot of people consider X Men like the groundbreaker. They even mentioned it in uh, James and Bob Strike Back. They're yeah. like, once X Men made it at the box office, yep. that was where it started. Mm-hmm. But and when we talked about Blade a few weeks ago, like we this was yeah. Blade was the first real big yeah. Marvel movie. But for Ronnie, so actually for Ronnie, for our, our viewers, our listeners who don't know anything about Dark Man, yeah. tell us what Dark Man's about. So Dark Man is about this dude who. Basically gets his hands and his face burned off and... Because he, of the... Because of corruption. Cor- right. Basically. Evil businessman. Yes. Real estate. Real, yeah, <laughs> re- because of real estate corruption, basically, with the... Was he the... Is he a DA or is he just a No, lawyer? he was just the scientist. Remember, yeah, he was a scientist. Well, girl. no, him. I'm talking about the dude that's oh, corrupt. Was he? He yeah, was. I know in, he's a lawyer of some type. I don't know yeah. if he's like a big wig, like DA or whatever he, he is. He was in charge of revitalizing the yeah. city. It, you know, I don't know if you remember it, and we're going to do this, I think, in August. RoboCop. Do you remember RoboCop at all? I remember RoboCop. It has a lot of RoboCop yeah. vibes in terms of like city revitalization. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to talk about that. I'm okay. going to talk about because themes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Constant themes. So... Basically, you know, that that's like the underlying like story to it is Which that is not a very good story. No. no. That's <laughs> not the point though. Yeah. But basically this dude gets burned and suppose you know, everyone thinks he's dead, but he's not, you know, and he's also a scientist that's been working on how to basically do like skin grafts without using your own skin. So basically, you know, developing fake skin to last and he kind and of he, figures out a way to do it eventually. But only for... But only for 99 minutes. Right. You know, so he's... And then basically he's just trying to get revenge in a way, you know. So yeah. he puts on different faces and everything. And that's really all it's Yeah, about. that's the whole thing. You that's know? the movie. Like, that, and, that's the movie. And that's that's what I love about the movie because it's, it's not about the plot. It's yeah. about the character. So what did you think about this movie? About Dark Man? <laughs> I disliked it. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> again, I it it could be because you know this is my first time watching it. it came out in you know 1990 or whatever, yeah. but 
Are you spoiled? Is that why? I, I maybe, but you know what my challenge was. You can't understand him more than half the time, <laughs> right? Also, it's just so goofy, so yes. stupid. You know, it, it's almost like making fun of the superhero genre. Yeah, there's some like ser- like Three Stooges comedy that yeah. is and that's Raimi's style that yes. he likes throwing that in. He puts in comedy, but he plays it straight. Yeah. Like like Dark Man is like running really fast on top of a truck, yeah. but no one's laughing at it. No, yeah. <laughs> and it's just a lot of stuff in it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, okay, because he got burnt, he now has like superpowers. Because so, like, like 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 you see him like being like super strong, super fast, and all these things, well, and has, like he has heightened. What is it heightened? Due to the adrenal output yeah. of like him constantly, it's about the skin. It's yeah. it's a like they mention they explain it. Yeah. But. yeah, it's not. And I love the hospital scene. Yeah, when he's strapped to that spinning thing, yeah. and the nurse and the doctor is like, "Look, he doesn't feel any pain," and she shoves a, a needle into yeah. his leg or something like that to prove it. American healthcare. Yeah, it, yeah. like it. No, it's. I agree with you. It it it's dumb. Yeah, it's silly. It's ridiculous. And, and just the and whole th- the whole ending. The last, I don't know, 15, to be honest with you, watching the movie, okay, I was like, I'm going to turn this off. I will tell you, you know? yes, I agree with you that the third act kind of suffers from a very basic superhero damsel in distress kind of yeah. thing. But isn't that Raimi? Like, think about all three well, yeah. Spider-Men that at the yeah. end, Mary Jane is hanging from something <laughs> that needs to be rescued. Yeah. She's always wet, too. Yeah. yeah, right? I don't know. I just didn't like it. And... To me, there's a lot of editing problems, maybe, I okay. want to say. like, So, for instance, we're talking about the ending scene where, yes. I can't remember his name, the lawyer dude is shooting the bolt gun yes. at him. Well, when he rips his hand off, his hand gets bolted to the, the iframe. Oh, Strack. Yeah. yeah. And he pulls it away and he punches him. When he falls down, where'd the bolt gun go? Oh, yeah. No, there's well, there's like, like, there's a lot of stuff continuity. like that. Yeah, like, there's a lot of stuff like that that just didn't happen. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, but what happened to this? What happened to that? What happened? You know, and stuff. So like, I, see, I my don't know. I, just... and th- and all the reasons you're saying you didn't like it are all the reasons I do like it <laughs> because it it moves the movie moves so fast and like yeah. things get thrown at you so quickly that you don't have a chance to really like think about. Mm-hmm. Like for example, the fact that. They're like, oh, we found this burnt man in the river, and we don't know where he came from. Could it be from the giant explosion that's yeah, 100 right? feet away? Could, you know, Why didn't they put that together? But you, you, you just yeah. go with it. You and just go with it. Like, and my thing, too, is the building exploded. How did this dude get the copy with the coffee stain <laughs> on it? Like, how, like shouldn't yeah. that have burned up? Well, he, po- he did pocket it. He did? Yeah, Durant came in and or, and all his cronies, and he pocketed it because he. But he, oh. why didn't he burn it up though? Yeah, to get rid of the evidence. Like, <laughs> like that doesn't. Like, like, there's sense. like so much stuff that I'm like, but why? Like, yeah. this, actually, this, it would have been better if he did burn up. Yeah. Then, then she wouldn't have found out at the end. So um. this movie, we talked about themes and mm-hmm. common tropes, right? There's nothing better than a superhero trope because mm-hmm. say what you will, most superheroes have at least some of the common tropes orphan unlimited money a specialized skill set that nobody else badass business tycoon is a bad guy (laughs) like this was a movie that was not only relegated by superhero tropes but also tropes of the 90s oh absolutely rob mentioned robocop yeah 
this movie is interchangeable for me as as so here let just to throw it back ronnie and i are children of the 90s we grew up during the 90s where Mm -hmm. we were watching a nice combination of 90s kids shows up till 90s adult shows and you know rob's a little bit older than us so he was watching those 90s adult shows and basically 90s adult shows he wasn't watching full house no i don't think no i wasn't (laughs) but we were So we have, I was, I was the different strokes generation. (laughs) So for us, Ronnie and I saw a lot of these movies a little bit later when they were all out and they were all part of this nineties generation. And for me, this movie was interchangeable with the shadow. Yes. Robocop. Agreed. The crow. Ah, yes. And even to a point, the phantom, you know, Oh, with Billy Zane. Yeah. With Billy Zane. I got a lot of Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yes, there was. Absolutely. And that's was the other thing. As, was a, don't look at me. Yeah. As Disney. Dolly, I'm hideous. Yeah. And it's worse for, for me and Ronnie because we also grew up on Disney where that yeah. was like at the forefront of our mind. So everything related to it. So – we talk about we we're gonna eventually talk about movies like The Crow, especially when the eventually, reboot's getting yeah. close. Robocop's this summer, I yep, believe. It is. Even movies like Kick Ass and Super and these other more obscure. And, yeah, I love Kick Ass. I, I that's will, coming up soon. I will defend Kick Ass because I'm so ready to compare it to the comics. But yeah. this movie does it hold up? Is the biggest question because I can watch The Crow. Yeah, I can put on The Crow right now and and watch it. This movie, I don't think i could not recommend this to anyone i was surprised by how well it held up for me like i i there is see and here's the thing again well for all the reasons you're saying you didn't like it or for all the reasons i love it so do you think you it holds up because of nostalgia berries no no i think it holds up because it's it's raimi and if you like when you buy into a raimi film you kind of just have to say I'm going to accept what's coming my way, mm-hmm. no matter what happens. Because there, there is some ridiculous, like the scene. M- one of the best scenes is is at the carnival when he's trying to get the yes. pink elephant for her, and like when he starts to like, it, it's like a superhero turning where the background breaks up into it's like things. The Hulk yeah, Hulk, it goes into his eye, it comes yeah. out, and it, like for everything that happens in that moment is just absolutely brilliant and hysterical. And and so scary at the same time. Mm-hmm. And and if you're willing to buy into that, this movie works really, really well. So for me, like this movie, I I love Superman the movie. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it to death. But I will be the first person to be like, I skipped the first thirty five. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, even even Man of Steel. Like I'll put on Man of Steel, and I love Man of Steel. But I kind of like I'm like, all right, this this is the boring parts. So Ronnie, for yes. you. If you had seen this movie for the first time, like right now you're 32? 32. 32-year-old yep. Ronnie is seeing this movie, first superhero movie ever. Do you think you'd oh. have a different opinion? You've never seen another superhero movie before. Maybe. Okay. Because, again, 32-year-old me would still notice all the mishaps. Okay. Sure. 32-year-old me would still not be able to understand three quarters of what Darkman is saying. Thirty-two <laughs> yes. year old me would also realize that if you don't have lips, you can't pronounce <laughs> the letter P, you can't pronounce the letter F, things like that. I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like all those things How that was I'm he like, enunciating yeah. without lips. Like stay here and go <laughs> like, like no, like so 
What maybe if I've never seen another superhero movie in my life, with the exception of Morbius, because it's probably better than right. Morbius. Boss move. I, yes, this this would score maybe slightly higher than what I'm going to give it. You know, as a Star okay. City rating, slightly higher, but it, it still has a lot of flaws and everything. And you know, I I respect the movie. Yeah, I, I will say that because. 1990, we haven't really had any successful, quote-unquote, superhero movies. With the exception of Batman and... Yeah, yeah. you know. So, uh, I I can see... All right, yeah. This is my first introduction to superheroes. Not, you know, no Batman, no, you know, Superman, Christopher Reeves kind of stuff and everything. It might... Honestly, it might turn me off from superheroes. Okay. So, since we're on it and you brought it up, Star City rating for... Dark Man. Ooh, I might have to give us a two. Okay. Wow. So yeah. sli- slightly okay. below average. Sli- slightly below average because again, I respect it. Okay. I-, I did love you know the the shots, the cinematography of it, and everything. Because right. again, that's just Sam Raimi doing Sam oh, Raimi yeah. and everything. And I think everyone can agree that you know when it comes to cinematography and everything, he's a genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That saves it and. Danny Elfman saves it. I, mm. I love the score. I was thinking about yeah. you when I was listening to it because I yep. know how much you love like Nightmare Before exactly. Christmas and Danny yeah. Elfman. So, so like, like, the, the score is, is very good as well with it and everything. It was funny. I'm listening to it and I think, I don't know if it was either on air or off air. You were like, yeah, give me Batman kind of vibes yeah, and everything because yeah. he just, well, for, well, right before this was Dick Tracy the one before Dick was, was we Batman. Talk yeah. about that yeah. movie at yeah, some we point. Will. And then right after, not right after, but two years later, he did Batman again. Yeah, you know. So and Dick Tracy was only, I think, two months before Darkman. Yeah, something. Was, I think it came out in June of ninety. He essentially was working yeah. on both of them at the same time, almost. Or you know? maybe ninety one. I think. Yeah. Such a great movie. So, but yeah, I, I'll I'll give this a okay. two. You know, it's got a That's lot fair. of flaws. I respect it. There are things that I did like. That's why I'm giving it, you know, slightly below yeah. average of two. All right, Rob, hit it. Okay, so here we go. So I, what I love about this movie is that yes, it's not perfect. There's, it's got a ton of, like the plot is terrible. It's a yeah. real estate developer, and there are you know so many Scooby Doo was out to get him too. <laughs> yeah, right? So many goofy things, and and like so much of it doesn't make sense. But I will argue that it has way more style in filmmaking than most other superhero movies. Like take for example the scene where they um, beat up Liam Neeson. Yeah, they take him and they like shove him face first into like a glass case, yeah. and at first, and they take it. It's almost Three Stooges where he t- goes into one case, then he goes into the other yeah. case, and then you're seeing it from Liam Neeson's. You're seeing it from Liam Neeson's point of view, and then you're seeing it from yeah. the glasses point of view, and like watching then with his hands when they start decomposing. There's that great like time lapse stop animation that's yeah. happening. There's so many like just fun creative choices and like. Not for nothing, but like think about the current Spider-Man movies and what Tom Watts. Tom Watts is capable, or, yeah. John, or is it John Watts? John, John yeah, Watts. John Watts. It's capable. Yeah. But what? What? Like, if I were to ask you, what is John Watts' style? 
I don't know if any of us Whatever could really. Yeah, I don't know if any of us could ever say. Yeah. So that's why I, I love Sam Raimi. I love the the influences from the monster verse that comes in here. I love his little Dutch angles yeah. and everything. I love the Sam Raimi nods, like the fact that at the end we get Bruce Campbell at the end there. Also, I don't know if you knew this. Bruce he was supposed to be. I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, he was. He, he, Sam Raimi wanted him in the Liam Neeson role, and he didn't. Who else was supposed to? Bill Paxton, yeah, right? Few people, yeah. Bill Paxton and Liam Neeson were friends at the time, and Bill Paxton said to Liam Neeson, "Hey, I'm going to go try out for this movie." And Liam Neeson's like, "Oh, maybe I'll try out too," and he got the part. And Bill Paxton did talk to him for like four months, but yeah. Also, Bruce Campbell did ADR on this. Oh, that's um, funny. That whenever you hear him shout "Julie," that's Bruce Campbell. Also, fun another fun fact, and I mentioned this on the last one podcast that Sam Raimi used to live with Joel and Ethan Cohen and with Francis McDormand, who mm-hmm. plays Julie. Joel and Ethan Cohen are supposedly driving the Oldsmobile in traffic, and also they did a script, an uncredited script rewrite on this oh, okay. film too. Com- um, common Hollywood yeah. thing, yeah. And, but and it's neat to see Francis McDormand in it, who's yeah. like twenty three or twenty four years old at this. It's just it's a fun movie. It's so many like great. Just little touches from him. It's so gothic and tragic. And, you know, I, lo- I screamed when I saw that Delta 88 in there in traffic. I'm like, oh my God, it's the Oldsmobile. Here's the best line from the movie. And this is, I think this sums it up. When Francis McDormand says, if you're not going to kill me, I have things to do. <laughs> and to me, it's that deadpan seriousness, funny and scary all at the same time. So I'm going to give Dark Man. Uh, a solid three and a half out of five. Solid. I think wow. it's. I think it's. I thought, it's not the best. I, I like Evil Dead is still like just yeah. incredible. I would watch this. I think over Drag Me to Hell. But I. I. I yeah. I'd say it's it's See, similar. I thought you were gonna say the best line was had to break it off. <laughs> oh oh, when he says <laughs> with I Eddie, to, Eddie Black. Oh right, the, 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 the machine. I, that I, I, I completely forgot about. Once with I, leg. What happened? I had to break it off. I forgot about the guy with the machine gun leg that he's just yeah. standing there hopping while they're shooting people. And then, like, it's such a great little Raimi touch that the guy is still hopping. And then the ne- guy next to him just holds his Sorry. arm out and stuff yeah. so he can hang on to it. Like, this is what we do all the time. Like, I'd do that for you, Ronnie. Don't worry. It's just a fun little. T- it's got so much character yeah. to this movie. Paul. So, for me, I give it a solid two and a half out of five. Okay. It is, it is run of the mill average. And I think. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm spoiled by other sure. by the superhero genre at this point. I'm still the person that will will watch Steel or or The Crow. <laughs> I have not seen Steel yet. You have not seen no, Steel we, yet. August, that, that's it's coming <laughs> to, for me because this was the first time watching it. It's a toss up between Steel and this. Oh, movie. okay. Steel, yeah. but Steel for me is is this for you, Rob? It is Steel really? is yeah. such a crappy movie, but it yeah. has so much like just. You laugh at it and oh, you yeah. enjoy it, and like I could sit, I could put it on, and I'd be like, "Man, Shaq, just lay down." I think it's the heart. I think mm-hmm. because this movie, and it sounds like Steel too, just has so much good intentions and heart in it that it's like, you know what, this is worth it just for that. This yeah. movie also reminds me, and this is a deep cut: the movie Double Dragon. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know From why, but it's just like yeah. it has this this similar mentality. And for those of you guys who have not seen the Double Dragon movie, Double Dragon was huge in the nineties. 
Well, we there was the cartoon series and the arcade game. So like as kids of the nineties, you you oh, knew 19, double, I'm sorry, not, I was wrong on that. Yeah, uh, you were. Du- double Dragon is from 1994. Yeah, it was very Power Rangers esque. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was yeah, like with Robert Patrick. <laughs> when, oh yeah, he's the bad guy in it too, which yeah. is even funnier. But that like it's a it's the same kind of like it just all falls into this similar genre. So for me. I give it a solid two and a half. Uh, Liam Neeson. You can't go wrong with Liam Neeson yeah, unless you This was you his know, first big action role, too. Yeah, you know, and... There was it, action? <laughs> but, um, but, like, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll... If you guys are a comic book fan, if you're a Sam Raimi fan, you know this movie already. You've probably already seen yeah. it. I, I recommend it. You need to... For comic book fans, I think there's something to be said about going back to our roots, especially in the early... Like, everybody knows Batman and Superman from the 80s and 90s and all that, but... I think to look back at some of those really early superhero concepts, because yeah. Darkman goes, it leans into it. Like, oh, here's yeah. here's my costume. Like, here's this. Steals the same way. He is, co- I don't want to say comic book accurate, but they wanted a, yeah. a yeah. six foot five black guy who looks like John Henry Irons, who, and they put him in the full suit. And in all honesty, like, this is before it was socially okay yeah. for superhero movies to go balls to the wall. Look at X-Men. X-Men was like, you know, they make fun of the, what would you rather do, yellow spandex? Yeah. So I, I recommend it. But um, I have a question to ask you guys real quick, too. And you might not remember it because it's been a while, but you just saw it. Seven. I, I was, would you have imagined that this was rated R? No. no. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, and, and I, so I'm to saying be honest, this. I, could, I would see PG. Yeah, I, I they dropped the f bomb twice because mm-hmm. he says, "Give me that effing ele- yeah. elephant." And there's some like it's not very it's goofy makeup and everything. So yeah. like, I, and I'm saying this because there are some people who are like, "Oh no, it's it's R-rated Sam Raimi and it's probably gross and hard." No, it's no. this should have been like PG-13 nowadays. I think at, yeah. at best, and and it's pretty tame by today's yeah. standards. So I I would it's charming. I would definitely encourage people to check. Even though all right, even though you only gave it two and two stars. Would you encourage people to check it out at all for any reason? Give me a give me a reason why someone should check this out. To appreciate Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it's got a better runtime than Morbius. It's shorter. Yeah. If you, I, I think if you want to watch this movie, watch it because of Sam Raimi. If you've mm-hmm. never seen Sam Raimi and you want to get yourself kind of in the Sam Raimi mindset for Multiverse of Madness, this is something good to watch. You know, obviously there's better Sam Raimi movies, but when it comes to superhero, I honestly don't think Multiverse of Madness is going to be anything like his Spider-Man movies. I think it's going to be more kind of, in a way, more... Like Darkman, but more modernized. Yeah, and and probably a bit tighter in terms yes. of just logic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so. that's a, that's I can I, I like that very nice. Yeah. All right, so here we are, fan feedback Friday. All right. My <laughs> favorite, yeah, I'm I'm all about fan. Be- this was a great one. So for those of you guys who don't know, I literally sit in my office at work and I'm sitting there going, "Man, what's a good fan? What's something I haven't done yet?" Then this this one was a lot of fun. Yes. So this week. What is the worst comic book superpower of all time? And I specifically said the more obscure, the better. Like I had to look some of these up, and that that is always fun for me. So I appreciate yeah. you guys. Good thing I gave you a reference. 
<laughs> but if you guys if you guys want to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, make sure you guys find us on Facebook because this, this was a blast. So let's see. We have the one mutant who is really radioactive in the Ultimates universe and took out a whole town. Again, I have to look that up. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, our friend Davin wrote, hindsight, hindsight lad, has the ability to determine how something should have happened only after it already occurred. I want to say that's a Legion of Superheroes, and Legion of Superheroes was notorious for their weird superheroes. Kite Man, simply because he uses a kite. Fruit Boy, the has the power to cause fruit to ripen. Wasn't there an X-Man? 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 That's in quotes. Yes. Who made people vomit. No thanks, I'm good. Hashtag. Thanks, Tyler. Hi, Tyler. That I was, miss you. That was funny. Marvel Star Fox, who has the power of super seduction. And uh, yeah, that's true. Star yeah. Fox is uh, a man that's whore. not really a good crime fighting uh, tool. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it you, is. You disagree? I would disagree. If the bad guys are coming, I want I would seduce them. They'd be there, and then you put <laughs> handcuffs on them. <laughs> Let's see. Callisto from X-Men at one point had te- tentacles for arms. Could be useful, but mostly not. Also, I think there was one that could control squirrels. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel, Squirrel Girl. Girl. Are from Korea. One of the most powerful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dazzler, who was a cross-promotion with the band Kiss, was able to turn sounds into light and stuff. So, fun fact about Dazzler... They used her in the X-Men arcade game, which has a huge nostalgic <laughs> fan base. And in the game, her like power is actually good. And she made a cameo in, uh, in Phoenix. Oh, yeah? Yeah, in Dark Phoenix. I wrote Maggot from X-Men. Literally, he had two giant maggots that came out of his body Ew. and could eat anything. Yep. That sounds like a medical issue. Yep. The character of Jazz, who had the ability to turn blue at any given moment. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Doorman had the ability to change into a door. From producer Melanie, Condiment King. <laughs> Nothing beats the opening of the Lego Batman movie yeah, yeah. where he lists all of them and Condiment King's the Condiment last one. King. You're making the, some of these up. Nope. Might be worth all, a Google. All real. Probably worth a Google. Uh, Gambit's throwing playing cards. Who, Ironically, Gambit is one of the more powerful X-Men. He became a horseman of Apocalypse. It's yeah. throwing an ace of spades. Yeah. And uh, Rainbow Girl, who has the power of the emotional spectrum. <laughs> so, yeah. That's going to wrap us up guys don't forget if you guys want to participate in fan be back friday make sure you guys find us on facebook the multiverse fancast or you can join our facebook group the misfit faction media network it is a private uh, group quote unquote just send us a request we will let you in ronnie's in charge of it he's a he's a nice guy i am i'm pretty nice yeah when i want to be so ronnie what are some other ways that people can get in touch with a guy like you in regards to our podcast Uh, because you're happily married (laughs) so Number one is go to our website, themisfitfaction.com. We have links to all our social media on there, as well as Rob and Paul's articles and writings on there, as well as links to all of our podcasts and their episodes. And then obviously on social media, you can find us on Facebook, the Multiverse Fancast. You can also find us on Instagram at themisfitfaction.com. And we do have a Twitter that we kind of sort of don't really, but kind of do use as well. I use the Twitter. You, you you tweet? You I, I do tweet. I do, do tweet, tweet our new episodes. I don't well, tweet yeah. content. Well, that's what I meant. Like, you can find our episodes on there, just not, no other kind of content and everything. And don't forget, we also have our store. So we have a new MF Uncensored hoodie on there, as well as shirts for all three of our shows and our mother, you know, board station or whatever you want to call it, the Misfit Faction. And then also stickers that you could put on your laptop, notebooks, different things like that. Maybe you have a Yeti water bottle, all that kind of good stuff and everything. And we're going to be adding a little bit more to that store in the next 
you know, we we couple weeks or so too. Now that the weather's getting nice. Yeah. But that's gonna wrap us up. We are gonna be back next week. I believe Doctor Strange, the first Doctor Strange is gonna be on the docket, and then we are gonna be talking about the multiverse magnus the following week. So y- yeah. <laughs> so that's gonna wrap us up for tonight. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Ronnie. I'm Rob. And we will be back in a flash. See ya. Schlargeschlarg. What did you just say? I didn't understand. Uh, what was that? I don't know. He's wearing a mask. <laughs>